What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. This is episode number eight. It's your boy, Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai, and welcome to July, I think. This has definitely been the strangest freaking year. Um, 2020, baby. History books. Not necessarily in the way that we all want it to be in the history books, I'm sure, but we in there. Um, let's talk about it. Yo, there's finally f- more fight news. People are starting to have fights regularly. UFC's been on top of this since the beginning, but... Uh, Dustin Poirier fought Dan Hooker this weekend, and it was a marvelous fight. Uh, they went after it for all five rounds. I think Dan Hooker kind of sort of started to fade a little bit towards the end. There was a lot of wrestling in the fourth round, but it was a beautiful fight, man. Uh, shouts out to Dustin Poirier for bringing that beautiful, you know, sort of boxing style that he has. And of course, Dan Hooker's just a beast and he's going to be amazing in the upcoming years. Obviously, uh, people are saying fight of the year. It's still not my fight of the year. I thought the first three rounds were amazing. The last two rounds were, were still great. But fight of the year for me still is uh, Joanna and Jacek and uh, Wei Zhang. Those ladies put it on at the beginning of this year. So if you haven't seen that fight and you're looking for a fight of the year, I would suggest before you name this one fight of the year, you go back and watch, uh, rewatch. Yoanan and Jacek and uh, Wei Lei Zhang. And if you haven't seen that fight, you are definitely missing out on a fight of the year candidate. Uh, what else happened? Mike Perry fought Mickey Gall. I don't suppose that people really thought that um, Mickey Gall was going to beat Mike Perry necessarily. I mean, obviously, he's a great grappler, but he's only seven fights in his career. He's had some some wins, some losses. Uh, he got thrown into the UFC pool a little bit early because they needed somebody to fight CM Punk. I mean, listen, the, the kid's mad talented. I think the deal with Mike Perry is uh, his mind is strong in that way. He believes he's going to destroy you, and he's built for it. You know, he's stocky, he's strong, he can wrestle, he can he can fight. Like, the guy's a fighter. Um, I think to beat a guy like that, just my opinion, to beat a guy like Mike Perry, you're going to have to have a hell of a lot of cardio because... Everything you need to you need to do to beat him, you're going to need cardio to do it. You're going to have to do everything for the entire three to five rounds, depending on what it is. Getting a knockout's probably not going to happen unless you can match his strength. A submission's probably more likely, but it's going to have to be sneaky good. Um, I think you're going to have to work from the outside, use a lot of footwork, be able to pot shot and move. Uh, I wouldn't get into a lot of crazy exchanges with a guy like that. I mean, it's, he's got great power and he's not afraid to stand there in the pocket. And I think if you get into exchanges um, there and you don't, you can't match that strength, it's going to be trouble, man. Cause he doesn't mind taking a couple in there while he's, while he's slamming a couple down your throat. So shout out to Mike Perry, uh, Mickey Gall too, man. Listen, the dude is super talented. He'll be back. You'll see him over the next year or so start to improve and, and get some more wins. And, uh, Mike Perry's a tough out for anybody. So, you know, shout out to Mickey Golf for taking that fight and dealing with all that. Cause listen, man, the dude put his, the dude put his, uh, his girlfriend in the corner. I'm talking about Mike Perry and he just didn't rely on, uh, any of that stuff. He knew he could go out and fight. Listen, if it's Mickey Gall, a guy less experienced and you don't need a lot of coaching in the corner stuff that, that, you know, you're probably not going to get into with that guy with uh, Mickey Gall. Then yeah, man, having you know your girlfriend in the corner or whoever in the corner is going to be fine. 
when you face higher, higher level opponents that are going to be, you know, mixing it up real good, you know, some good boxing, good wrestling, some good jujitsu, good technical stuff, you're going to need somebody in there in your corner that can help you sort of navigate that, those things in between rounds and even help you make the adjustments during the rounds with, you know, whatever you're trying to, to, uh, achieve. So I'm just looking forward to seeing, uh, Mike Perry fight some high level guys and get some knockouts and, and get some wins and see where he ends up on the, on the top 10, you know, going for that title. And then as far as Mickey Gall, man, I, listen, that dude has got plenty of time. He's going to be great. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. I'm actually looking forward to seeing where, where he goes and what he does. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the fights because I sure did. I needed it, man. Every time the fights are going, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but anytime the fights are going, generally speaking, I'm up on my feet. I'm tensing up. I can't stop doing the moves at the same time they're doing them. I'm kind of trying to think, oh, I got to get the underhook there and you need to, oh, man, you need to slip that and throw your cross and, you know, whatever different things. I get super hyped for fights and get a little bit tense and, ah, ah, I have to walk out of the room sometimes a lot. Um, anyway, that happened. So, yo, know, UFC fights were good, man. I would say that as the fights start, um, getting more and more, uh, visible and available that, um, I'm going to be yapping my brains off about these fights. I cannot wait to see some more glory. I can't wait to see one championship. I'm looking forward to seeing Bellator, uh, boxing coming up, man. I'm looking forward to it. So, ah, if you're looking forward to it too, let me know what fights you're looking forward to. Hit me up in the comments, drop me a line. And let me know what, you know, what fights you might have on your plate that you're looking forward to seeing, what fighters are your favorites that you're looking forward to, and, you know, who's going to be the champ at the end of the year in whatever weight class. I'm looking forward to hearing you tell me what you think. All right, drop me a line for show. If you're in the North Miami area or if you're in Miami in general, if you are in town visiting, which I'm not even sure people are doing that now. I mean, American Airlines said they're taking, they're going to add back the middle seats and all that stuff. I did not realize people were actually flying and traveling. So if you happen to come to town to Miami and you want to train or if you're in Miami and you want to train and you want to place it safe, not too many people right now. And, you know, it's a good time. You're learning. You're getting in shape. Please drop us a line at Lucky's MT Miami at Gmail or drop me a line at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram. We would love to have you, but you're going to have to contact us so we can book you in a spot, let you come by and check it out. Um, very limited classes right now. We're not fucking around with this coronavirus. I uh, know that. A lot of people are jumping right on it and listen, man, more power to you. I want everybody to be as successful as possible because Lord knows the government is not sending us any money. So if you got to get out there and work and make your money, I hope you're being safe and I hope that you can, you know, make as much as you can because who knows, man, they might try to shut it down again. Um, with that being said, we're in North Miami, 15423 Northeast 21st Avenue and I'll be waiting. All right, let's talk about setting some goals as a martial artist. I mean, obviously, you should be setting goals in your everyday life, but let's talk about it from this perspective. I believe when you're setting goals as a martial artist, especially when you're starting out, you need to make sure that you're setting some daily and weekly goals. Daily goals meaning like you're going to really try to focus on what your instructor's saying, trying to make sure you're listening to the little details they say, because they're trying to explain things in a way that you can start to use them in your body. The details matter, the turning of your hip, turning it over, the turning of your punches when you throw them. All of those basic, basic things are super important. I would think that when you're starting out, your daily goal should be trying to 
get those things down as simple as possible. I see a lot of, lot of beginners start out and after a week, they're already trying to throw, you know, Superman punches and spinning elbows and triple kicks and all these different things, which is cool. I mean, granted, it's exciting. You want to try all the super cool moves you might have seen or heard about or whatever the case may be. But for your personal, um, growth sake, you should really be focusing on, you know, today the instructor said to make sure, you know, my jab is straight. There isn't any, you know, recoil backwards before throwing it forwards. You know, little details like that will make a difference in the long run. Um, your monthly goals should be, I would think, you know, setting some where you're saying like at the end of the month, I'm going to video, I'm going to record myself again. Man, I say videotape all the time. I am for sure uh, a 70s baby, <laughs> an 80s baby. Um, for the monthly goals, you should make sure that you have a before and after recording, maybe on your phone, whatever you might have to record it so that you can see whether or not you've grown in a month and you can see where you haven't grown. And if you have grown, you can actually make a log of that. You can understand like, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing really well. This is what I'm not doing so well. Um, and what you can start to work on for the next month, right? And the next week, um, yearly, it may be that you're just trying to lose weight, get strong and, uh, increase your stamina. Like all of those things are super important. Your heart can get stronger, your lungs, your, obviously your muscles, physically, mentally, you can find some balance in your life. You can let go of some of your frustrations by beating the bag or hitting the pads. All of those things are beautiful. So hopefully by the end of the year, you've learned some balance. You were able to grow in that way, um, gain some humility about where you, who you are. You know, you can have some ego, let some ego go. Um, it's important to set yourself some uh, end of the year goals, right? So that at the end of the year, you can say, this is how I've grown as a human being. These are the four or five things. Don't try to kill yourself, right? Don't be hard on yourself. Set yourself four or five major goals for your whole year that you can accomplish. And now, whether that's a competition, you know, several competitions, whether that's several stripes on your belt in jujitsu, whether that is, you know, moving from a beginner class to an intermediate or intermediate to advanced or whatever the case may be, set yourself four or five of those goals and start to chop them off of the list throughout the year. Um, as a martial artist, it's super important because your growth can be measured. I can see you grow as an instructor from across the room monthly, right? You may not see yourself grow and you may not even realize how much you've grown. Um, interestingly enough, I've trained people, you know, two months, three months, and they're still worried about, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm learning anything or not, or, you know, listen, this is how you're going to be able to tell. If I tell you to throw a combination, simple one, jab, cross hook, uh, is your stance good? Did you turn your hip? Did you turn your punches over? Could you do that three months ago? If I told you some terminologies and asked you what they meant, can you, can you repeat those? If you can do these things, um, after a few months, then yes, you've already grown. You've already grown. Nobody's, everybody's not set to go out there and be the world champion. The idea is to be the world champion in your own life. And if you can be that world champion, you can be the world champion in other things, right? And I'm using that sort of loosely. The idea is that once you learn how to be a master at one thing, 
you can use that to become a master at other things or to grow at other things. So I would just say making goals, small ones, uh, daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly are super important just as a human being, but also as a martial artist, you need to record your growth. Uh, get a notebook, record it on your phone, log it. Even if you don't want to do it daily or, or weekly, at least monthly, try to keep track of what you've learned. Did you grow? If you're sparring, how did it go? What were you able to, to see or not see? What were, what do you need to work on? All of these things will help you grow as a person. You're probably going to take a lot of this if you don't do it already. If you're using it for your martial arts, you'll start to use it in your business life, in your personal life, you know, goals that you have with your significant other, goals that you have at your job. All of these things are, are just as important. Um, I would just say to start to learn how to do them daily, monthly, uh, daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. Uh, and I'm interested to know how they turn out, man. So if you set some goals for this month, next month, drop me a line. Let me know how that went. I want to know, you know, I want to know, I want to see if it's helping other people and, um, I'll let you know what my goals are. Maybe on, maybe on the next episode or in the next month, I will let you know what I set my goals for and whether or not I accomplished them. I'm looking forward to, uh, sharing that with you guys and hopefully you can share those with me and let me know where you, where you are and what you think you're going to be doing. Yeah. Join a dope gym. Book your class today. Luckysmt.com. So something else cool happened this weekend. I got to be on a Dosage of Lindsay podcast with a bunch of other black fathers. It was a nice panel of black fathers. We were discussing fatherhood and parenthood and all of our stories where, where, you know, where we came from, how we parent, how we discipline. And it was great to listen to everyone. I loved it, man. I loved it. Being a, being able to share my experiences with other black fathers was amazing. Amazing. And I wonder about parenting you know, with other people, because for me, I'm a, I'm a martial arts parent, right? And I've made, you know, some deals with my daughter, like, yo, if you do ballet, you also have to do uh, your Muay Thai. Or if you do ballet, then you're going to have to work on, you're going to have to take a jujitsu class. You're going to have to start doing something to make sure you can protect yourself. I hope that other parents are thinking um, in the same way, right? I'm not sure. You know, I took Taekwondo, I know a lot of people put their kids into Taekwondo, which is kind of wild because when you watch, when you watch MMA, you don't see as many Taekwondo people, but a lot of kids start out doing Taekwondo. A lot of kids do boxing. Um, now you're starting to see a big, uh, growth for the youth in jujitsu. And I think it's great, man. If you're, if you're a parent and you're out there and you're trying to decide, oh man, I got to do something with my kid. For sure, a martial art is a great place to start. Discipline, respect, uh, self-defense, anti-bullying. And one of the things that I think is probably most important is awareness. Um, awareness is huge. I've seen a lot of people in a lot of different places. First of all, everybody's looking down at their phone. Kids particularly love to look down while they're walking and not know who's around them. And look up and go, oh, where am I at? Oh, I need to make a left here. I didn't even know where I was, right? Awareness is a big, big deal. And that's something you can really start to learn in a martial arts class, a jiu-jitsu class, uh, a taekwondo class, because you have to know where you are, where your your partner or opponent is, 
and what they are doing and what directions they are going so that you can either go with those directions, flow with them, or counteract those things. But if you don't know where you are, either by in the time, you don't know where you are in the location, meaning like on the mat or in the ring, you won't know where you are out in the world, right? You need to learn awareness. And that's a good place to start for kids. They need to know where they are and what's going on around them, especially nowadays, looking down at their phones, looking down at their watches. Um, Anti-bullying, obviously, the more confidence you have, the less bullies are going to want to attack you. Um, and you're also more likely to step in and defend somebody that's being bullied. So definitely for anti-bullying, it's huge. Uh, for sure, I had a lot of bullying moments, which maybe I'll tell you about one day in story time, just not today. Uh, but for sure, learning how to defend yourself and escape, right? Um, what I noticed is that people think about this thing about learning how to defend yourself, learning how to defend yourself because they're learning how they're learning about what to do in that moment, which is great. You need to learn how to block something, get out of the way of something, kick somebody, what punch somebody in the mouth, whatever the case may be. But you also have to learn how to escape when it comes to like a self-defense situation. And if we're talking about kids, for sure, escaping is huge, right? Escaping and then learning how to, you know, dial 911, obviously, but learning where to go to get help if something's happening, whether that's in school, whether that's on the street, um, doing martial arts, taking Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu is going to not only protect you, create your confidence, but it's also create their confidence, but it's also going to teach them like, listen, you do all this and then whatever the situation is, you're going to have to get out of there and go to a place that's going to be safe for you. And I think that's super important and also discipline, right? Um, my uh, Taekwondo instructor, Carlos, shout out to Carlos. I'm not sure, you know, what his life was like, or he was a little older already. So if he's not with us anymore, which I don't think he is, rest in peace, Carlos. Um, we had some serious disciplinary action. <laughs> um, I'll tell you a quick one. So this is a, a real fast story time. Story time. So Carlos was also my uh, baseball coach at the time, my little league coach. And that's, you know, they sort of coincided. He taught Taekwondo at the park and he was our baseball coach for Little League. So he told us one day, run the bases, meaning start at home plate, run around the bases and keep running. Right. And he had to go take care of something in the uh, clubhouse slash dojo. And I think we ran the bases once or twice, maybe three times. I don't even know. But when he came back out of that office, we were all standing around. I think some of us were playing catch. Some of us were doing otherwise. But most of us were on his Taekwondo team. And, you know, we went and competed for him and for the team. And he did not take it kindly that we had stopped running the bases. Now, this is 2020 and that we're in now, but back in 78, 79, right in that era, they were not uh, hard on us about discipline, <laughs> like that hard on parents, hard on anybody. So he went and got a wooden boken. And for you guys that are in martial arts and you know what that is, it's a wooden sword that he kept for practice. And he lined us all up out there and gave us all a wooden sword smack on the ass. Which, by the way, is 
fucking horribly painful. Um, needless to say, I think we all got the message. I don't condone it. I'm just telling you what happened. And that's the story about that. So, uh, if you're putting kids in your Taekwondo, Taekwondo and Jiu-Jitsu, they are not disciplining like that anymore, but they are still disciplining. You know, a lot of places will make you do push-ups if you're not listening. They'll make you run laps. They will make you do whatever this the exercise is that you don't want to do. Or as a child, they make you separate from the class and sit or do whatever until they feel like it's necessary for you to come back. This is huge. Um, kids learn their place. Uh, it's very good for the parents as well. Uh, people are rewarded for good behavior. Those things transfer into daily life, right? Your child is going to want to be rewarded. They're going to have that in their minds that I get rewarded for acting uh, properly, treating people the right way. And so I think it's a great, a great thing if you can put your kid in a Taekwondo or Jiu-Jitsu class. What is your favorite martial art for kids? Um, if you have one, if you were a martial arts kid and you took something from that, drop me a line and let me know. I want to know what you took from it. You might have left it when you were 10. And you might be freaking 50 and you're like, oh, I took this from it. I still use it to this day. Or you might be learning things from your kid in martial arts. If that's the case, I really want to know what you might have learned. Did, did putting your kid in martial arts make you want to do martial arts? Like go join a gym. I'm like, oh, my kid's doing kicks and punches. I got to go do kicks and punches. Or did putting them in jujitsu make you go, all right, I, I got to go buy a gi because I, I want to learn how to do this too. It looks fun. It looks exciting. I got to go do it. Whatever the case may be, I'm kind of interested to, to know what it is. Like, or you never were interested in it, ever. And if, if so, then how did you defend yourself throughout life? Did you ever have to? Uh, drop me a line uh, at Lucky Muay Thai on uh, Instagram or drop me a comment below on YouTube and let me know what, you know, your martial arts experience is as a parent, as a parent or as an adult even, right? I'm just interested to know, uh, did you take Taekwondo? Did you put your kids in it? and how uh, it affected you, and how it affects them, and where you are with it. And uh, on that note, if you like the show, if you like the podcast, make sure you smash that like button, um, and subscribe, man. I'm trying to put these out for you every week, uh, unless I'm on vacay, which I never take. So, like, subscribe, and share with your peoples. Uh, looking forward to seeing you all in the future and looking forward to dropping more and more and more of my voice on this line in your ears. Peace and love. I'm a I'm out.